The Those Guys with Ships Show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. How are you doing? Salty like beef jerky. Yeah, not that far off either. I'm bacon over here. I'm trying bacon. to think of my life as a rap song. Hmm. Does it have anything to do with sausage? No, but it's got, <laughs> it's got a mad backbeat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's got a guys, funky beat and you can bug out to it. Yeah, basically got that funky beat. So, got that going for me. Well, that's, that's nice. Oh. Did you drink a lot of cough syrup this morning? <laughs> it was cherry. Delicious. Mm, my favorite. That's really, really honestly, that's just candy. It's not even cough syrup. <laughs> it's, it's liquid candy. <laughs> liquid candy. Well, I feel a little bit, a uh, little bit jealous. How are you, how are you guys down uh, holding up down there in California? Because up here in Oregon, we're experiencing something of a heat wave. Yeah. Well, it was only a hundred here today. Yeah, it was we 100, 108 yesterday. We call a hundred and eight fall. Yeah. Well, it's you know, oh. it's weather. No. But it's a dry heat. It's a, it, it's a dry heat. I was telling these guys, I may or may not. We'll see how it goes. There's a tropical storm running through here, so we'll just see what happens. Oh, yeah, that's okay. right. It's uh, are you in or coming up on season? Uh, coming. It's it's really in the process of season ish. About now, it's about when it starts. I remember. Well, I, I remember that in Florida. We I, yep. there was there was one before I left. This was going back to like ten or eleven years ago. There was one season that was so bad that after taking the the wood oh, on and off, it? after taking the wood on and off the windows three times, we left it up for the rest of the season. Yep, like and we done. Yep, just lived in a boarded up boarded up house for two months. So you just basically you just basically existed in the in a post apocalyptic world where everybody had their house boarded Pretty up. Pretty much, if there had been a zombie apocalypse, we were already prepared. Yeah, I've got some killer <laughs> roll down storm shutters that kind of don't work. But I'm willing. But I figure, here's that's, the deal. I fear if it gets to hurricane that sounded status, really that sounded that sounded really cool for a moment. Like chunk 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 chunk. All right, we're, we're we're good to go. Yeah, right. Well, that's just it. It only comes down so far. So they get like halfway down and they stop. So but here's my thought. Basically, if I get them down, they're never going back up because they'll break going back up. So I figure if it gets that serious, I'm gonna pull them down and they'll just tear them off afterward. Yeah, I think that's reasonable, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Just, yeah. just live in an armored shell of a house, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if Mark word is, is yeah, if we lose Mark, today is June sixth, twenty nine forty six. That was an awful transition. That <laughs> was going even really a transition. He's doing it. He's got this. <laughs> good, good, Gleep, you can do it. We are those guys with ships, and this is episode number one hundred and fifteen of our show. This is the Those Guys with Ship Show, our gaming community podcast in which we discuss all the things a gaming community podcast community discusses. Now with all the flavor and none of the guilt. You guys may have noticed we have a new numbering convention. For an in-depth explanation, listen to last week's verse cast. All has been made clear. I will be listening to it again because I am confused. All right. Guys, click on this first link. 
Uh, oh no. Is this I, a I've YouTube clacked. link? What is this? What is this? Quite possibly the coolest thing ever. Oh, oh, I saw this. This is so cool. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Especially since uh, one of the games that we'll be talking about later happened to be what this came from. Yeah. God, I just yeah. wonder how they did that. That is pretty cool. It's a drone. It's just a drone. Yep. Um, yep. Welcome to our dystopian future, everybody. Right. And yeah. it opens up the thingies. Oh, my God. <laughs> so for those, for those playing the home game, we are watching uh, a flying RC one-to-one replica of a Half-Life 2 city scanner drone. Yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. The thing is so eerie. Oh, in the dark, it looks even better. Now, have yeah. you guys uh, seen any uh, drone racing? I'm no. not yes. professional drone racing. Um, yeah, you have to Google it uh, later. But look up uh, drone racing; it's amazing. So, just really quick, uh, basically, uh, there is a drone a drone circuit, a racing circuit, and everybody races with the same type of uh, drone, and they're all uh, color coded uh, with uh, LEDs, so they're all lit up, so you know which color is is um, you know what team is what color. And they, um, like one of the races, most recently one was done in L.A. in an abandoned mall. And it is so cool. Interesting. I know there's one that's going to happen in... No, no, no. It's happening in Dubai, thing. isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a huge... Yeah, that's right. There's a huge race either took place or is taking place in Dubai. Wow. And they're, yeah, they're incredible to watch. Absolutely there's incredible There's YouTube footage of, uh, I think it's like marketing footage of a drone racing a McLaren. Oh, nice. Wow. Well, I'll post a link uh, to this video um, in the show notes, but I just thought uh, somebody um, uh, uh, message, tweeted, not tweeted, <laughs> texted me that, uh, that link, and I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And speaking of cool fan content of the next link, um, I will put that there for your uh, future uh, enjoyment. It is... Um, a new video series uh, from uh, some of the guys over at INN, Imperial News Network, uh, also Fiendish Feather, and um, there's one other guy that you would probably recognize his name, but uh, the name of the series is Bulkheads, and basically it's a Star Citizen uh, Machinima series type thing. Um, I, I believe that it was Fiendish Feather who did the uh, uh, the Machinima work in... Um, uh, a, an earlier version of CryEngine, but you know it's it's a you know it's kind of like you know sort of goofy um, uh, you know it's like a red stuff. versus blue kind of well sort of it's, thing. it's not serious I mean it's it's you know corny jokes and what have you but it's just fun to see stuff like this in the Star Citizen universe so definitely uh, do check that out there will be a link to that in the show notes as well um, so um, are are any guys going to go see the WoW movie? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I've talked about it with my wife that we want to go see it. I don't know if we're actually gonna go. I've seen the reviews and stuff that's come in. It's not been charitable yet, but uh, we may, we might. We'll see. Well, I've got tickets to go to the IMAX actually a week from tonight. So um, uh, by the time this show actually comes out, I will have already seen it. So that seems weird. That does uh, seem I weird. Wish, I wish your your future self a good time. Well, thank you. Um, now, I, I only played the MMO for about six months and more off than on, truth be told, but um, uh, I guess the movie is more about the, the RTS game than the MMO. Is that... Do you, you guys know? Yeah. Uh, well, it's set, it's set during the very earliest encounters between men and orcs. Yeah. And that was covered during the, R, the, the uh, RTS games. I mean, by the time you get to WoW... 
the the horde and the alliance have already formed. Yeah, they're firmly firmly entrenched in that in that in that right. point. Yeah. So, so, what do you think I need to know before seeing this? You think? Go read the giant Christy Golden book. <laughs> there is a giant anthology of orcs versus humans literature that that's basically the the uh, book version of what the movie is. Hmm. Or and it's, I enjoyed it. Or you can just do humans, you know, feudal, whatever, you know, standard standard fantasy setting, orcs, another world, dark uh, dark fantasy combine. There's yeah. more to it. I mean, if you know, if you want to know who the characters are or recognize them, um, but I feel like they'll probably do a good job fleshing that out for anybody that hasn't. I mean, it, it, I hope so. Certainly, it's not just straight, you know. What would you call that? Fan stroking? I don't know what you what you'd call that. Is that fan service? Fan service. There we go. I like stroking better. Let's go with <laughs> fan that. Fan stroking sounds more questionable, honestly. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I think it works. Fan service. Yeah. Yeah. It can yeah. be a form of service. I don't know what. I don't. Well, not unreasonable. Well, the at laws its, are different in Florida, aren't they? At its <laughs> uh, at its peak, World of Warcraft had twelve million subscribers. What's I was one of them. Much less. Yeah, yeah, much, um, much less. About five. Good. But here's that's the thing. Fun. Much, much less is a massive hit for anybody still else. Still mul- multi-millions. Yeah, it's, yeah. Still, it's, still, it's still multiple of any others. You know, it's still uh, of any yeah. other, you know, the, the second the second highest, you know, um, I don't know what you call it, subscriber game is still, you know, you know many times less big. Yeah, they are, yeah. They are uh, till, it, it, still to this day, right now, as of, well, or as of 20, 2015, sorry, uh, they were at 7.1 million subscribers. Yeah, still still chunk of change. Yeah, I know they're yeah. dropping off. You know, towards the end of the expansions, they tend to drop off. Well, this one's been going on for almost a year and a half now. A well, a for a, a lot of so, us, you know, at that point, it's tailing off anyway. And then usually, when they get the the new uh, expansions, you know, you know, a few weeks beforehand, things get you know pick up a lot more, and then yeah, um, numbers so, creep yeah, back and up then, for and a then while. When the new expansion comes out, there's a massive increase, and they slowly start tailing off as as the expansion goes on. I mean, it's a pretty pretty standard um, model at this point, you know, in terms of what happens. To be fair, a lot of a lot of people, myself included, left the game when Cataclysm came out because it changed. Dramatically, a lot of the way that the game worked and a lot of yeah. the, the world changed. And a lot of older players that really liked the old world that Cataclysm basically uh, removed uh, basically said, nope, not interested. I'll go play other games. And that's basically what happened to me. I left that and I, I've jumped from game to game since then, but I've really had no interest in going back to WoW. Well, well that's interesting because at 7 million subscribers, that's still one and two-thirds billion dollars in subscription revenue per year. Right, and right. Even, oh, yeah. even if they've lost another 2 million since uh, you know 2015, they're still just raking in the cash. And the game was released uh, November 23rd, 2004. So from 2004 to now... You know, they've had millions of dedicated subscribers. So, uh, you know, the movie, I, I don't think the movie's going to bomb. I think I don't think it's going to do great in the U.S., but I think it'll do markedly better overseas, especially in Asia. Well, apparently yeah. it's been out for a week or two now in Asia and Europe. Oh, something like yeah. that. It's been out for, yeah, it's been out for like a week or so. Or oh, more. okay. Yeah. Critics have not been kind to it, but I'll be honest, I'm not surprised. Critics are never favorable about video game movies, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah, that's just... I, I wonder who who are they targeting it at? Kids? I would assume fans. No, it's, like, for, I mean, yeah, it's for fans. Yeah, the fan base being as big as it is, it's not like you need to, like, be uh, careful well, about that. Seven, uh, seven million tickets sold is not 
going to make the money back, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. Uh, I, I think I think that what they're hoping is that you know at at the peak at their peak of twelve million subscribers. Um, a very large percentage of those people are going to go just for the nostalgia. Um, I I played WoW for a long time with my wife. She was a hardcore raider. I, she dragged me along because I, I got really tired of doing the grind. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the things I didn't like about WoW. And the other thing was that you had to do an instance 50,000 times so that everyone could get geared up. Another thing that I hated. Uh, doing something over and over and over and over and over again makes me nuts. But... I'll still go see the movie for the nostalgia. You know, I had a lot of fun when I had fun playing. Wow. I had a lot of fun. And I know that that's the reason why my wife is going to go as well. You know, I mean, our brother-in-law works for Blizzard, so we kind of have no choice. We have to go. But even if he didn't, we would still be going to see the movie. And I'm sure a large percentage of of the people that have played that game over the course of its lifetime are going to go for that reason. Just for the nostalgia, right. to feel, you know, to see the game that they played and, and and the history that they have with that game come to life on the screen. I would agree. And I, I would like to see if, if uh, personally, I would like to see it, it do well, because if it does well, then we maybe might see the Burning Legion in the future or uh, some of the other really interesting characters in that universe that I, that I really uh, uh, gravitated towards while playing the game. Yeah. Could you imagine seeing Arthas well, on I think screen? It's be interesting. If, yeah, well, I will report back next time. Yeah, uh, as as will I. I think actually it's safe to say all of us will be reporting back. Yeah, should be. Well, we yeah. have, we have a spoiler-free discussion segment. Yeah. We talk about the movie mm-hmm. where we spoil everything. What well, a, yes. we love spoiling things. What yeah, a, where, where we spoil stuff. <laughs> what a what a great uh, this whole World of Warcraft discussion. What a great lead-in to tonight's uh, show about all right? the games, all the other games that we're playing besides Star Citizen. And Star Citizen too, because two so, point. Let's be on two point four. We're on Q now. Two point four. We're on Q. like Z Z squared. I think it's, yeah, it's Q. I know because I'm downloading it right now. Well, I was downloading it earlier. I should. Say. Oh, did they just go live with the new patch? Did yeah, you well, the patch? On, oh my god! Uh, I think Q. I think that's been out for longer than. I think that was Matt out Cow, for a while. You have PTU access. Yeah, I know, right? I got it, so I've been trying to get in there and like do some stuff. So I we don't invited back. Yeah. Well, Matt Cow, are you, are you a subscriber? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's that's why I got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Subscribers get it. Yeah, Ace, go be a subscriber. Well, no, you get. You uh, know, okay. First off, I this is the first time I've gotten PTU access in months because they changed the way they did it right before. Because I, you know, it was one of those things where I wasn't in there for I don't know, like I skipped one patch or one PTU where I didn't go and do it. And then right after that, they're like, okay, anyone that's been in the PTU and been testing this last time, we're going to use you as, you know, we're going to start using you, and then you'll get earlier access and so forth. So I missed that one. I was like, okay, well, get as soon as they give me PTU access, I'll get in there and I'll play a little bit so I can, you know, keep it doing, obviously, for the show and whatnot. And then from that point on, I've never been able to get into the PTU in order to get PTU access, you know, in order to be the person, you know, because they always like, hey, make sure you're in there. If you've been it's in there a little bit, then we'll Endless you know, cycle. <laughs> yeah. So I've never been able to get back in. So this time I made sure to get in. Test some stuff, play for a while, hang out, do some things, have some fun, you know. Report some, some bugs. Stuff. Yeah, report some bugs, things like that. So hopefully that'll, hopefully that will keep me in, so that I can, you know, actually, you know, speak to. Welcome it. back, Mark. Uh-huh, <laughs> right? Exactly. We've missed you. Uh, yeah, come hang out sometime. So and, uh, Jimmy's doing his his, uh, his other his uh, show. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The best time to listen to Quantum Drive is when you're in game. Hmm. So what have you guys been playing? 
Well, do we want to talk a little bit about uh, our, our experiences with 2.4 to, to date for those uh, those of you, uh, Ace included, that have not had an opportunity to be in 2.4? Sure. What? I was going to say, I'll just go get a glass of water while you guys talk 2.4. <laughs> um, let's, let's try to keep it brief. Yeah, yeah. Just briefly, my experience with 2.4, um, for starters, and I think we, we're all in, we'll all be in agreement in this, um, persistence, huge game changer. Uh, the yep. game feels noticeably more alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to uh, do a little bit of uh, shopping, both clothing and equipment-wise, um, on can we just talk dress up. Can we just talk dress up? Yeah. Oh, of course we can. <laughs> I mean, I'm in front of a mirror. I'm gonna go get a glass of water now. Checking things out, man. I mean, you can't. They've got so many different clothes to choose from with different cuts and styles. I was really impressed. I thought it'd be just basically reskinning the same pieces of, of, of uh, you know, of uh, whatever attire, but it really wasn't. But they're fancy boy clothes. They're, they're fancy I mean, lad, fancy lad dress. I mean, you've got. I mean, well, they've got a, a wide variety. I mean, even the like I said, the, it's not just a color changing where they, you know, or that kind of thing. Like they've actually they have multiple models for these things. So, oh yeah, yeah, the leather jackets I like nice. a lot. I like the yeah, actually really like the nice. white the white one and the tan one. I thought were really cool jackets. Right. Exactly. Um, for me though, the real as far as playing dress up goes, the real like ah moment was when I managed to get my outlaw outlaw light armor, my uh, sidearm, my um, uh, assault rifle on my chest, and my shotgun on my back. Nice, yeah, good look. fully armed. It is a good look, man. Yeah, I tell you what. Look. I'm really hoping for a good Space Marine, maybe some, uh, you know, just really good Space Marine look kind of thing or whatever they're calling them. You know, Star Marine? Star Marine. Some Star Marine look, you know, kind of, kind of feel. Some uh, Star, Star Marine-ness? Star Marine-ness kind of, kind of feel. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe kind of a contracting kind of mercenary look, but, you know, not so much outlaw, but not so, maybe not straight, you know. Uh, straight off the military well, truck, whatever have you. Uh, so, you're, so you're so you're not going to go for the giant oversized shoulder pads, Space Marine? Maybe you know, I don't know. I might. Maybe I will. I, I will Maybe say though, I bought guy. a uh, blue onesie. A blue onesie. Of course you did. That doesn't, um, surprise, that doesn't surprise me. At least. I, would you agree that the um, that getting fully kitted out in the armor really helps with uh, the immersion in your PvPness? Hmm. I would have to say my PvP penis does. <laughs> You're what? We can't do. Wow. We can't do this. Wow. I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed you actually got drawn into that because oh, I man. saw that coming as soon as he said oh, it. Well, yeah, I was going to roll this. Is, is he going to bite that? I is that bite yet? Disney friendly. So bringing it back. No. Um, I do. I do feel like you know having having the armor on helps me in that regard. No, I feel absolutely. Safer. That's the thing. With the armor on, I feel safer. I feel like I'm, if I make a mistake, it's not as big a deal. So I, I didn't. Um, I did get to engage in some PvP, um, and I had a lot of fun with it. But I always seem to go because I play late. There's never really a lot of people on. But I watched a video recently, and I was like, oh, "Brilliant!" So guy's got a wanted, uh, you know, a wanted tag on him. So he goes over to the um, the uh, station. And he sets the code to uh, to get rid of his bounty, and then he goes up into the second floor with a sniper rifle and waits for people to go over and try and deactivate the uh, the um, the sequence that he set into motion. 
That's a good one. I was like, oh, that's, yep, I was like, oh, that's so smart. Well, especially if people were doing it in singles, because by the time he, I mean, realistically, how long does it take to do that? It takes like, what, two or two minutes or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fairly long cooldown for that to, um, for the bounty to go away. Yeah, so really, by the time, if you think about it, that means you don't get that learning curve. So, you know, by the time someone gets there singly, because that's what basically it is, a bunch of people running over there singly trying to do it. Right, right. They run over there, they get shot. They respawn at the base. By the time you get back there, it's already over. So there's right. really no. He just he just basically is picking up what amounts to lemmings. You know, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, right? much. pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I really want to uh, to try that uh, technique at some point uh, and see how that works. I haven't had a chance to use the. Um, the uh, sniper rifle. I got to use a shotgun, um, and you know, of course, we've all used the assault rifle. But Mark, have you had a chance to play with any of the weapons? Uh, you know what? I've I've got to play with a little bit. A little bit. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, man, I got lost in the clothes for a long time. No, that's yeah, that and decorating and then, the hangar. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, decorating my hangar. Then I went over and I started and I went to the shop, looked at all the guns, started picking them up, fooling around with them, kind of wandering about a little bit. Um, I did get a try. You know what? I'm really. I'm really trying to find where what I like the most. Like I kind of feel like I want to use like a ballistic assault rifle, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not sure. It's really going to depend on how how the different ammo types play into uh, to, to damaging different things. I think so is where it really what's going to come down to. Yeah, you know, I think that's going to be a large you know oh large yeah absolutely factor in terms of the hand stuff, how you or the the, the FPS stuff how, how you kind of determine that. We'll see. But even um, even beyond clothing, um, the uh, the mission system is, is far is, is much more robust with scavenging now. Um, yeah. That's a lot of fun. Uh, we we just went out. A lot of us just went out and scavenged um, quite a bit. Um, the missions, uh-huh. getting rewards now for the missions is also exceptional. Um, I, the game has really made a huge leap forward, in my opinion, with two point four. Gleep, what are your yep. thoughts? Absolutely, I agree. What you said, I like I like the Starfarer. The Starfarer is awesome. Um, I don't like that they totally borked the gamepad controller schematic. So, oh, did they? Um, oh, really? Yeah, and there and I couldn't figure out a way to um, uh, to reset it, and figured that well, I started to mess around with it and realized that I could spend probably spend a whole bunch of time resetting it, and then it would just patch again and go back yep. to the way yep. it was. So, yeah. I'm trying to uh, to learn to fly with uh, mouse and keyboard, and I'm having a difficult time. Funny you should mention that the throttle um, on my uh, Thrustmaster was completely hosed for the first three or four patches, and um, I just I couldn't fly. So once I got past the whole clothing and hangar decorating, I actually uh, jumped in with some TGWS guys on the Starfarer because I just couldn't fly, and I spent two or three nights just hanging out with the crew. Um, and being a member of the crew and mm-hmm. kind of playing, really kind of playing with um, some of the, the multi-crew f- uh, features. Uh, and it was just, it was a blast. Absolute blast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, I, I got together with Amontillado and Evil Joe uh, for yep. a little bit a couple yep. nights ago. And uh, we had a lot of fun uh, cruising around, um, uh, just, you know, collecting stuff and stopping off at Comares and, um, you know. And and then we got uh, error code seven. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah, I've gotten a few of those. Yeah. Gotten a few. Yeah. Well, should we move on, gentlemen? I think so. Ace, what are you playing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring Ace back into the conversation. Yeah, don't mind me. My my, my attention will, will wander after a while. 
Uh, I've been playing a couple of things, uh, just to name a few. Witcher 2, War Thunder, Arma, X-Wing Alliance, Mass Effect 1, Dead Space 1, and Grid. Wow. Are all, are all the games that I've been sort of rotating through over the past couple of weeks. Wow. Um, Witcher 2, I just recently got into. I bought it on a Steam sale a couple of days ago, or a couple of, a couple of, a couple of months ago, on one of those super deep discount things. Like, like five bucks for both games. Wow. And then yeah. never bothered to play it because The Witcher 2's combat is super difficult and difficult to understand until you, like, really sit down to learn it. Uh, so I let it go. And it was just like, it's not going to come. I'll, you know, I'll play it later at some point. I have it. It's in my library. And so I reinstalled it for the first time after I got my, uh, my new mouse that I got for birthday. It's a Naga Epic Chroma Razer mouse. Mm, good significantly choice. more ex- Good choice. Yeah, it's a nice mouse. It is, it, and, and it's yeah, fantastic got. for Witcher. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I've been playing a lot of War Thunder. Uh, and then gotten, gotten some people from some TGWS people to play that, which has been nice. It's been nice to, to get some TGWS, uh, um, uh, War Thunder, some, some squadron action. Uh, and then a little bit of Arma, which I'm sure Mad Cow will elaborate, elaborate on later. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, X-Wing Alliance, which is my, uh, my stick jockey game of choice when I'm not playing Star Citizen. This is the... The space sim that got me involved to begin with, and I've been doing a steady replay through it. That, and I would recommend to it if you guys are interested in playing something that's space sim fightery, that's not Star Citizen. I can I cannot highly recommend X Wing Alliance as a campaign to sink your teeth into more. Um, and then Mass Effect Grid Space and uh, Dead Space on the Xbox backwards compatibility. Uh, and then with Shadow Fox and a couple other TGWS players playing some Halo over Xbox Live. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's been really it's been nice to to get some people to, uh, together. I'm still waiting to to do a little bit of a playthrough with Jonto. I'm calling you out here on the podcast, man. Uh huh. I want to play want to play some Halo with you. I think so. he's um I think he's like pretty firmly uh, stuck in the Overwatch. Yes. Well. It's a quagmire, but he can get him out himself out eventually. And it's not like Overwatch won't be ba- there when he comes back. Uh, just want a level or two, just a chance to play. Um, are, I, I, um, Jimmy or, or Mark, are you guys playing the Overwatch? You know, I have not touched it. Uh, I played a little bit in the beta, and I have not touched it since. Um, uh, I I am not, but uh, my favorite uh, in-house personal Twitch streamer, my wife, has been playing the crap out of it. Now, is it console too or just PC? It's console and PC, yeah. Oh, okay. So she's been playing it on, I believe, um, I believe our PlayStation. Oh, okay. Um, Is is she a terrible, terrible trash talker? No, she actually just turns it off. You know what that's like, dude. You can't, you can't really be a girl on on uh, open chat in games like that, especially on console. So she just doesn't even bother. She keeps it turned off. Um, She's got some friends that she plays with and. Um, you know, they'll all chat together. But for the most part, no, she just shuts it off and, and goes with the team, goes with the flow. Cool. Yeah. Is it just I've, Team Fortress 2 with uh, new shinier stuff? Well, it's just, Basically. It's, yeah, it's just it's arena combat. I mean, there's really not much more to it. It's it's a lot of fun in that, you know, you, you, it's a pick up, play, and put down type of game. There's not really a lot of work involved um, other than, you know, learning the different heroes and, and getting 
proficient in the ones that you that you prefer playing. Um, and, but it is it's a lot of fun. Um, but it's it's very simplistic. It's a lot of die repeat, die repeat, die repeat. It, that's the that's the one game that that's marketing is amazing and those beautifully done uh, trailer cutscenes for each of the characters that they've been putting out are amazing and they make me want to play an Overwatch single player campaign. So it's like every time I get excited for Overwatch, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. Never mind. It's just an arcade shooter. Yeah, just a just an arena shooter. Never mind. Well, they, but then it happens again. I see now all those videos. I'm like, oh yeah, over, well, oh, oh there must okay, be story and stuff, but there's not really it's no, just oh. an arena shooter. And that's, and that's just, my problem. Oh. Yeah, I don't. It, yeah. it's not that you know. I did play it. I respect it for what it is. It's a very. I mean, it's Blizzard. They do a very good job in taking whatever they want to do and making it very good. It's just not my type of game, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just not so. You know, while I do appreciate it, and I can understand it's you know it's it's pull, and it would be fun if you had if you could do. Um, can you do couch co op on that or a couch multiplayer? No, I don't which is think a bit so. of a bummer. Really, because that Cause would I, be I perfect would, for that. Yeah, and I'd be interested in in trying the game because there are, there are some classes that are really cool. Um, sure, like I have a little one that uh, the girl that gets in the big mech and runs around the tank. Class, uh-huh. that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, great time. I can't remember her name. That's the thing. I know some of these characters by name, but it's like. I, I don't have the game, and and I guess I, I I attribute that to Blizzard's fantastic marketing. Just it's an odd place to be in. Well, the, but the marketing is is different than the actual because that's how I I started playing WoW was I saw a trailer for it. I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing! I gotta play that. So I signed up and downloaded and said, uh, well, WTF? Um, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, this isn't this isn't what I saw in the trailer. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's definitely yeah, definitely different. But the thing is, though, that that there are some classes that are really fun. Um, The defensive, uh, the character uh, Junkrat uh, is a defensive character uh, with lots of bombs. Um, You know, he's got this kind of rolling wheel that is like a a spiraling wheel of destruction. Uh, Really, really fun looking character to play. Um, My wife uh, is playing. I think it was it Farah. I think is is the class. It's an offensive uh, or the character. Rocket Lady. Yeah, Rocket yeah. Lady. She that's like kind of her favorite character right now. Um, so she's been playing her a lot. Um, but then like Hanzo is is uh, bow and arrow uh, defensive uh, class character, which is really cool. Um, the tank classes are really cool too. Uh, Roadhog uh, Zyria is really cool. So you know, and then yeah, what is it? Uh, D D D V D V A Diva. Yeah, yes. D dot V A, yeah. which is just referred to as Diva. Yeah, and she's really cool because um, as as she takes damage, once the mech suit kind of becomes worthless, she can jump out of it and explode the mech suit and do like massive area damage. Um, she's pretty weak once she's out of that suit, and it's kind of like you're just running around waiting to die. Um, but then the support classes are really cool too. Um, I, Mercy's kind of tricky to play, but um, what is it? Zenyatta is a really cool um, kind of uh, Indian influenced. Uh, 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 he's healer. a robot monk. Yeah, he's like a, yeah, he's a robot monk healer. That's really cool. So in that respect, it's really cool. It's it's not one of those games that you know you're going to play for you know five years. You know, it's not it, it's not a, a World of Warcraft. It's not a Star Citizen. It's not. Um, you know, even um, 
um, uh, even a couple of the uh, the MMOs on um, on console. It's just not something that you're going to play for a really really long time. But it's a lot of fun. I just watching it. It's a lot of fun, and I get why people dig it. You know, um, and I also get why people don't dig it. There's quite a few of our friends that have tried it, and they've done, had the same response you guys have, where it's just like, nah, not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'll be interested to see what they do with the universe now that they've they've established it and created it. If they do anything other than, I can't imagine that now that they've established it, and there is a thirst for more content about that world that they won't just this is it. If that's we've created this world and that's all we're doing. Well, it's been just in development this. forever, hasn't it? Well, 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 well it, it, it started it, because it, of Titan. Yeah, Titan. Yeah, it came it was from the, what it was based on. Yeah, I was to say I came from the 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 what they pulled out of the. The wreckage that was Titan, I guess, and kind of you know took some some of the stuff from it to use towards making this game. But yeah, so, oh okay, yeah. I remember first hearing about the whispers about the new Blizzard MMO Titan that they were super secret developing, and like to hear that this game came out of the wreckage of that. I'm like, oh wow, there you go. Yeah, passage of time for you. Yeah, they were yeah, just really. saying they were just saying that Titan just wasn't fun, and uh, so yeah, they ended up scrapping the project and just you know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, nobody is going to be able to or it's going to take a very, very long time for anyone to um, repeat the success of World of Warcraft. And I don't think Blizzard cares to try. You know what I mean? It's I think that they were started out fairly ambitious with Titan and realized it wasn't going to work and then just cut it down to Overwatch, which is. You know, been very successful. Well, that's the problem. You have something they talk about like that. You know, the, that WoW killer. You know, everyone. You know, every time a new MMO comes out, it's about the WoW yeah, killer. Yeah, the WoW killer. You yeah. Know, and the thing of the matter is, is how do you beat something that has been successful, more successful than any other game, for the last twelve years? Exactly. I don't know. You know I mean, the problem. Well, see, here's the problem though. It, there are so many systems in that game, right? So many things that they've that they've, you know. What, what, what would I call it? Uh, built on. Built on, yeah, exactly, and, and refined and, and perfected in terms of what they're trying to do. Now, you can argue about whether you think it's a good thing they did, you know, A or B, but whatever they've done, they've tried to perfect it as much as they can. Well, the problem, or refine it down, the problem with that is then everyone assumes that just simple things like group finding system, you expect it to be there. To not have a group finding system for doing dungeons or raids or whatever in an MMO now is is unheard of. You have it's, to. It's have sacrilege. It. It's it's yeah. It's you expected. Absolutely have to have it. If you do not, you know there have been lots of games that come. I remember when uh, when uh, Star Wars came out. Right, the Old Republic didn't have a group finding system. Everyone was yep. like, "Yep, WTF?" Lost droves right. of people. Why? Because you had to go around and try to find your group and get there, and it's such a pain. You know, it's and you're like, God, I completely forgot about how much of a pain this is when you're trying to find people to get in a group. You know. Trying to summon yeah. the stone, you don't think about. Well, that. wasn't there? Uh, isn't there? Wasn't there an out of game group finder system that was developed for uh, the the division? Um, because that was such a big deal. What they, well, there was one for these like these high value target things that just came around uh, recently. This last patch they had basically on the Reddit, people just started saying, "Hey, look, use this one um, house as a group finding place. Essentially, this one safe house as <laughs> a, as as the de facto it's like a meeting point." Meeting point for people who want to do HVTs in in groups, <laughs> just because that makes it you know just makes it easier that way. It's like a rally point, exactly, more or less, and it's just kind of a you know whatever they did. It. And you know, I mean, the division, you know, that's just they are going through some serious growing pains. But that's that's a whole yeah. different story. So, all right, well, um, uh, Mark, 
What's up with you? What are you been playing? Sure, well, Division, obviously. Um, played some of that. Uh, the, it's been tailing off, or tail, I should say, has been tailing off a lot in terms of the, the number of people playing it. Um, I got you know, a group of three or four guys to get together and play still. But um, honestly, for us, it's basically we've been playing games together for the last 15 years. So the four of us, you know, get, get it together and play. But other than that, uh, there really isn't much. You know, a few people come on every now and then and play a little bit. And really, we're only on there when we can get together and play, you know, all together. So there isn't a whole lot of action going on there. Um, but, you know, the new, the new stuff they've come out with is a little bit better, I guess. Um, they're trying to play catch up. Once again, new MMO. Well, yeah, everyone. my copy, my copy sits languishing, languishing in my Steam account, basically for that reason. Yep. Everyone what expects would, it to be finished out. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, what would you say, Mark? In your opinion, is the the biggest um, killer or, or reason why that game has tapered off as quickly as it has? Same as all of them, lack of end game content. I mean, you, uh, you yeah. get to okay. the, and, and balance lack of lack lack of and balancing of end game content. You, you have you. Same thing as always. When you get to the, you know, when you get an MMO, you have to expect that people are going to reach endgame that day. Yeah, totally. The day yeah, of release, it's going to go way faster than yeah, you think. Whatever they are. you think it is, they will go ten times faster. Um, and That's fast. Well, the problem is oh, that yeah. what happens is people figure it out because there are so many people that are so used to MMOs, they don't care about the process. They just want to get to the end and see the content and be done with it, and and, and try to max it out and then try to game the system. That's just what they do. That's how they have fun with the MMOs. They have a lot of time on their hands. That's you know that's fine. Whatever. Well. Well, and we, I guess the big difference is you know you, we've got you know ten thousand people hammering on it for QA versus a hundred and fifty thousand people playing it as a game. You know they're going to blow through that content much faster, become much more familiar with it, and more intimate with it than than those testers sure. were. Yeah, and they will. Be, and, and more importantly, they're all going to you know through kind of almost like an osmosis type of thing. You know, you kind of see that. Uh, uh, it's really interesting watching almost the organically how people by playing in different groups, using a group finder and things like that, you'll find common tactics for doing things. No one talked about it. No one did it. It's just kind of people found a way, and then it was successful. And so that that um, that strategy kind of filters throughout the entire community, and all of a sudden everyone does it that same way because it's the most effective way to do it. Things like that. So it's really interesting watching that. But those things happen very very quickly. So yeah, it's just you know not a bad game, still having a good time. But yeah, you find yourself playing less and less just because there's just there's not enough to do now. Just yeah, to, and that's yeah. basically what happened to me. I played through all the missions and all, and this was this was before they had put out some of that new content. Sure. And eventually, I just got tired of playing the same missions over and over again and doing the Dark Zone over and over. Yeah. I was like, you know, I've reached the point where it, all the experiences feel the same. And I guess I'll just put this aside until, yeah, you know, until you something new, new changes the equation. Yeah, and they had some issue where basically they ended up, they were originally going to up the tier content. So, you know, just like any other game, you release a new tier of stuff and, you know, everyone needs the new stuff to get the best gear. Well, they changed that around a little bit. They didn't. They actually the new incursion, which is kind of like the new raid type of experience, if you want to call it that, ended up being the same item level gear as the old stuff. They just released more gear sets, so it's kind of like they just threw more gear at you, but kept all the same levels. So you really don't need the gear to be better. So it's kind of like it's just if you want to kind of change it up a little bit. So it's almost you know there's not that there's not that need to get the next higher level in order to be more powerful. It's just kind of like tweaking your build a little bit. So whatever. It's like the, that. 
that old 90s drug uh, phrase, chasing the dragon. Right, exactly. You're not having to chase the dragon on this on this particular port. So it's kind of like, well, okay, now it's kind of waiting and seeing what happens. But they're going to release a new content patch sometime this month as well, so we'll see what happens. Um, I did buy the season pass, so I've got a year's worth of stuff, so we'll, you know, whatever. But uh, other than that, All right. uh, well, picked cool. up Metal Gear Solid. So, uh, have you been playing anything else, Mark? Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I did pick up Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain again for a little bit, installed it again. I played it uh, a year ago and loved it. One of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and then I realized I didn't really want to play it anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it was like the nostalgia. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll start a new character and go through it all again. That was really fun. Then I really started thinking and realizing that in stealth action games, you die so much that you get to know every little nook and cranny. So then you're like, God, do I really want to do that all over again? Like, it took me so long to get through these parts and do this other stuff, and my guy's already leveled out. My saves were all there, so I kind of messed around for like a half hour, and I was like, I guess I'm good. I I did that with um, the, you know, the Star Wars Galaxies has the emulator that's out right now, and it's Mm -hmm. it's moving along at a pretty good clip. And about eight, nine months ago, I installed it, and I was like, oh, it's Star Wars Galaxies. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting back into Galaxies again. And then I realized how much of a grind it is to get back up to a triple threat, which is um, Terrace Kazi, Smuggler, and Pistolier. And I was like, yeah, nope, not doing this. You're like, ah, no, maybe not. Yeah, Yeah. I've run into that problem. So (laughs) that's my problem with games. I have to make sure that if I'm playing a single-player game, I beat everything I want to play when I walk away from it. Because if I I probably, if I think I'm going to come back, realistically, I won't. So it's just not going to happen for me. I I have yeah I see that I've I've managed to come back to Tomb Raider the rise of the Tomb Raider again after, every, every once in a while because uh, I enjoy the gameplay and it isn't so punish it's not like you said that you know where a game can be so punishingly difficult you you pick it up you're like all right I can do this oh oh that's right this is a huge <laughs> right. huge difficult like, time uh, sink uh, I think I'll just put this back down yeah it's like oh god I just don't have it in me yeah it was the same thing with Phantom Pain I was like maybe I'll go through and just do everything with not killing anyone. I'm thinking to myself, it can be done, but do I really want to do it? <laughs> yeah. You have a job, Mark. Right, exactly. I, like, I have a job. I have other things to do. Uh, other yeah. than that, did pick up Witcher 3 again, just because of the new, uh, the new DLC, which incidentally I haven't even played yet. Uh, the previous DLC I had never played, so I went back and got, you know, bought the two-pack of the DLCs and playing through the first DLC, and I'm going to do the second one after that. But, uh, you know, man, I mean, what a great game. Just the storyline is excellent. The the characters are, are so rounded out, um, and just the, the the world is fantastic. The you know the the, the combat is fun. Uh, God, what just what a great game! So I'm really enjoying playing through the first DLC, and I'm really looking forward to playing through the second one as well. As a Witcher two newbie, I'm at, I'm at once jealous and eager to get to where yeah, you are. Yeah, Witcher three will blow your mind, so it'll be good. Uh, last but not least, quick. Quick mention, and I, by quick, I want to also put this next exclamation points. Uh, lots of people, or I should say, we've gotten several requests to start playing Arma again, and Johnny and I have been looking into it a little bit more. Uh, got the server up and running with our MCC template, which is basically the kind of curated mission one where we, where we can set up missions on the fly and play. Uh, no, that is happening. Uh, we did make, I actually put a blacklist on the server, so it won't let anyone play with any other mods than the ones I have on the server. Uh, which are pretty low entry it is about five gigabytes of downloads, but it's essentially just these two RHS mods that are required. Really, I mean, there's way too much stuff to not have them on there. So other than that, there's not a ton of mods. Um, I think about five total, and really two of them are MCC and CBA, which are just if you're uh, you know normal person not really playing with. The RHS mods are basically just for the gear and the, the the bad guys, and then Task Force Radio, which is our radio thing. Other than that, there's nothing else. So uh, we're gonna try that out for a while. 
we've also got some other servers looking for other servers that people can just hop in and jump in and play um just kind of get back in there you know throw it back in there as you know something else people want to kind of do because uh you know we've got some requests and um happy to oblige and the server's still up so um, apex coming soon and apex and exactly which tails into apex is coming sometime this month there was a release uh there was a new release uh they did a kind of a graphical update and whatnot and the engine looks fantastic of lighting and some of the um you know speculator mapping i think and uh, some particle effects and whatnot and water looks amazing um but other than that yeah uh apex thing is coming coming it's supposed to be sometime this month it is on the dev branch now so they're testing it right now getting ready to release usually the dev branch by the time it hits that it's usually you know a few weeks uh to a month so yeah um uh with uh the apex there's a new map uh so that's awesome for anyone that's played arma for forever and got tired of the two islands uh there is a new map it's going to be a jungle map that should be jet skis and, and the jet skis so um, look forward to that. Uh, hopefully it should be a lot of fun and it'll give us something to kind of, you know, kind of play for a little bit too, get some people back in there. I know we used to, have, I mean, we had a you know, bunch of people playing. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'll, we will definitely have some fun there. And cool. uh, that's about it. How about you, Gleep? What, what have you been up to? Well, um, uh, apart from Star Citizen, uh, the thing that has occupied my gaming time has been EVE. And uh, the TGW5 Corporation had its uh, first meeting uh, last Monday, Monday, May 30th. Uh, and in attendance were myself, uh, Johnny Eleven Bravo, uh, Jertal, uh, who is Ego, Ego Wolf uh, on the uh, forums, and also Porcupine. Uh, Vendus is our CEO. He was uh, not able to make the meeting, uh, but we discussed what we want to do in the game and made some plans for our group going forward. Kind of where we're at is our medium-term goal is to build a player-owned station and begin migrating it towards NullSec, and eventually we hope to be able to rent space in a good player-ownable region and base our operations out of there. Uh, We're currently residing in Lestrovec, um, and it's a pretty uh, good system. It's, it's uh, 0.9, so it, it's high sec. It's, uh, I think it's 0.9. And uh, it's, uh, it's a good location because it's only a handful of jumps away from uh, a lot of cool stuff, including uh, some good mining for earning ISK and also uh, for harvesting construction materials, uh, medium security areas for uh, you know, PVE fun for ratting. And then also, uh, it's not too far for some low-sec areas if you want to go out and get your uh, uh, PV penis on. Um, I can't believe you actually stooped <laughs> to say that. Yeah. And also, the, the higher-value uh, mining uh, materials are out there in, in those areas. So uh, we had a meeting. We then went out and did a, a mining operation, which was fun. Um, we were mining ice, uh, or gla- glacial mass, I think it's actually called, which we're going to uh, we're stockpiling uh, because that becomes fuel for our, um, our uh, uh, player-owned station. And um, I finally got killed. I, um, I had not said anything, but I played for almost six weeks without getting killed. And wow. uh, uh, got, got a little cocky, walked away from my keyboard while mining uh, some glacial mass. And when I came back, there was just a smoldering hole in space where my uh, very expensive to me uh, spaceship was mere moments before. So I learned that one the, the hard way. Um, and, uh, but anyway, it, it's, it's, it's all good fun. Uh, I've got a couple characters. I got the one that does the mining, and then I've got another one that does uh, hauling and is training up for doing uh, the logistics stuff, which is basically the healer role in um, in Eve. 
And um, I've been listening to a lot of EVE podcasts and learning a lot about the... God, it's a complex game. It is so complex. Yeah, it it is. Is, and it's easy to see uh, by listening to a lot of these shows how it is that it has survived. Um, I think it's because it, it started in 2003, I think. So it's been around longer than WoW. And um, I don't know what the subscriber base is, but um, it's still going, you know, it's still going as strong as it's going. Uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to uh, some of the shows I've been listening to. Uh, High Drag, uh, Crossing Zebras, they do a lot of content. They're, um, they're kind of like, <clears throat> kind of like INN almost. They, they, uh, they have website, uh, pod, several podcasts, uh, lots of good content. Uh, CSM Watch, uh, Talking in Stations, and Cap Stable. Those are all, um, all good shows that uh, give a lot of uh, useful information. And some of it, you know, it, it goes over my head, but a lot of it is, is stuff that I'm able to like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense now. So anyway, that's what I've that's been cool. doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, I'm surprised it's you guys have been going to Null. I'm surprised you're, you're trying to get to Nullsec. Well, you know, it's uh, that's where uh, that's where all the excitement happens, yeah. so or a lot of the excitement. So, um, uh, you know, I I think that that's a plan way down the road. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not something we want want to have happen next week. I think we want to want to work up to it, and so we're looking for more people to come out and join us. Um, uh, Lacondi was out with us. Uh, uh, playing uh, a little bit last night, so um, uh, it's good to have him on board. And so, uh, if, if you're at all interested, I know a couple of guys have have, have reactivated accounts that have been sitting dormant for a while um, to come out and play. So um, you know, do come out, uh, uh, post in the forums. Uh, uh, Vendus or Johnny will uh, join you to the corp, and uh, uh, we'll take it from there. So you'll be pleased to know, Gleep, by absolute happenstance, that I happen to be wearing the only. Space game T-shirt that I own, mm-hmm. which is an Eve Online T-shirt. Wow, that's excellent! Uh, it was given to me by uh, uh, a family member who knew I was into a space game. <laughs> thought it was thought it was Star oh, Citizen. You're into that space game, oh, right? Space space right. <laughs> she gave me the shirt, and I was like, "Oh, it's oh, it's Eve Online." Oh, thank you so much. It's a, I love the shirt. And so that's the space so game, because, right? Your mama told me that that was the space game that you played, Marty. This is the space game he plays with the Eves <laughs> and the, and the and the World of Warcrafts. That's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, sure, Grandma. Um, <laughs> Wow. Uh, what I what I do want to do is uh, I am very tempted to bring this shirt down to CitizenCon and get signed by Chris Roberts. That would be creepy but amazing at the same time. <laughs> I'll be standing on the other side of the room when you do that. Sign this. my Eve shirt. Sign my Eve shirt, Chris. That's the game you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, just just so I can be the only person who has a piece of Eve Online merchandise signed by Chris Roberts. Be amazing. Make sure it's all sweaty and worn with like the sweat stains Ew. and stuff too. So you're really, I mean. You know, really send it home in a real. It's the shirt that I play in. Real way, yeah. I play. I just want to let you know <laughs> that I've, I never take it off. I've never worn Star Citizen, but I play my Eve shirt. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jimmy, 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 what have you been playing? Let's round this out and um, move on to new members. Well, for starters, um, my wife has played uh, all the way through Uncharted Four. I felt like I watched a movie. Wow. Um, Uncharted Four is fantastic. Um, if you like that type of game, um, you know, where you're basically you're playing through the you know the entire story. Um, the graphics are spectacular. The uh, the mo capture is amazing. Uh, the story is really good. I would very strongly recommend um, either playing or, in my case, watching uh, Uncharted Four. Great game. 
Cool. Yeah. Uh, I have been, um, I've learned something about myself uh, in, in recent weeks. Um, I am clearly a uh, masochist. I mm. have um, fallen in love with and hate myself at the same time for um, discovering and playing H1Z1. <gasps> You are a masochist. So, so why would you do this to yourself? Okay, well, so here's the thing. I love zombies. Uh, I, you know, exactly. Um, I love the idea of being in a zombie apocalypse. But here's the weird thing. So, I started out on a PVE server, and um, I was like, this isn't hard enough. This isn't painful enough. Now, keep in mind, I've died multiple times and lost all my stuff and cursed the computer and got up and walked away. Because when you die, you lose all your things. Um, And I have been furious with that game. And 15 minutes later, sat back down and tried again. You know, struggling to get a hatchet so I can kill zombies. Um, And I ran into a group of uh, players that tracked me down to try and kill me in the PvE server. They couldn't, and then they got auto-banned. And I was like, this game's not hard enough for me. I need to really feel the pain and suffering. So I, the next time I died, I said, that's it, I'm done. And I moved over to a PvP server just to make it that much worse. Mm. I, um, I actually, I, I really, one of the things that I really enjoy about that game is the fact that the zombies are serious business. They will kill you. Um, and the players are serious business. They will kill you. And so I'm not well, I'm not a player that's going out looking to kill people. I'm a player that's playing in the sense of trying to survive. And you really get that feeling from the game. You don't want to die. You really want to try and avoid the zombies. When you get a gun, you don't get ammo. You know. And if you're lucky, you'll find the right ammo for the right gun, which doesn't always happen. Um, I've managed to stay alive for so far to date. My longest time has been six days. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, there there are um, there is the ability to build fortresses, um, to build huts, to build smaller things to store equipment in. Um, I've tried that. And every time I seem to have a small hut built and I start to put things in it, I die. And then you, they spawn you in a completely different part of the map, and the map is huge. So you, you'll never, it, it's pointless to try and run to where that spot is, especially when you respawn and don't have a compass or, and you have a hand-drawn map and you don't know where you are. It is painful to play that game, but it's painful in the best possible way because you really do feel like you're struggling to survive in a zombie apocalypse. Wow. Kind of like Minecraft on hardcore. Yeah. I have a game to recommend to you. Okay. It's called Dark Souls. Okay. I mean if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a masochist about something. Yeah. Oh well, Dark see, Souls. Whoa. The thing is, like for me, I, I think it's really more and I'm sure you guys are, are kind of figured this out just from us podcasting. For me it's really more about the genre than it is anything else. Like Star Citizen. Uh, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, and Star Citizen is offering everything that I want in a sci-fi game. So there's only Star Citizen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's not to say that there's only H1Z1, but um, I tried DayZ, and it was very difficult to get started. It was buggy. It was broken. Yeah, and I was so frustrated. I was like, I can just pick up H1Z1 and die and get aggravated, which is what I want from this this type of game. <laughs> I feel you like know. you've you've described dark, the Dark Souls experience in like a single sentence. I pick up the controller, I die and get aggravated, and then yeah, I have to play much. again. So what yeah. is um? So briefly, what is uh, what is Dark Souls? You want to take a, take a stab at this? Yeah, sure. It's uh, <laughs> think, think medieval, uh, low magic. Okay, so kind of low magic area, whatever. 
Uh, what it amounts to is simply put, you will die. You will die a lot. <laughs> you will die so many times that you don't actually count them. And in so doing, it's one of those ones that you die, you have to run back to your body, try you know, try to get the, you know, the souls you've lost in the body, that type of thing, and then continue forward from there. Um, oh, okay. You just continuously die and, and respawn, and then in so doing, you get more powerful and, and that type of thing. So, you know, it, it's one of those... It's a hack and... In terms of combat style, it's a hack and very slash. Very hack and slash. Right. But sort of. the neat thing about it is that it... It's not you get so powerful now nothing hurts you and you can run back through the easy zones. It's very much a you have to be able to know how to finesse things, how to do things just right, you know, in terms of, you know, using your block or dodging and things like that, that you can go through with relatively low gear and complete the game. Gotcha. Or you well, can wear relatively high gear and still get your you still get your butt kicked by the low level guys. So it, it's that kind of thing. Embarrassing. Yeah. It's well it's funny, like, you know, the I really like the fact that it, it is a game that you don't want to die in. Um, so, for example, um, you know, with Overwatch, you know, uh, or with a Halo type of game, when you're doing uh, PvP, you expect to die, rinse, repeat, die, rinse, repeat, die, rinse, repeat. That's part of the playstyle. And the thing that I really like about H1Z1, or, or at least I guess apparently the survival genre, is that you, you do not want to die. You want to do everything you can to stay alive, and everything will try and kill you. And seriously, the bears in H1Z1, I, I the bear, bears are like two swipes and you die. And you see a bear, you run as fast as you possibly can. There are bears trying to kill you. There are wolves trying to kill you. There are zombies trying to kill you. And then there are players trying to kill you. Everything is trying to kill you in this game. And I love the fact that it's not die, you die, repeat, die, repeat, die, repeat. It's please don't kill me. I don't want to die. How long can I stay alive? And I'm really enjoying that aspect of the game. Yeah. No. Can't cool. the weather also kill you? No, I haven't. Like if, uh, it's, if you don't, they have a, if you don't eat. Well, yeah, yeah. They have a day and night cycle, and yes, you have to eat. Um, you have to rest. Um, you know, it's like The Sims in that respect. Um, it would be. I wouldn't want Star Citizen to be this hardcore. Like I like what Star Citizen is doing in that death has meaning. You don't want your ship to get blown up. You don't want to die. If you die enough, you'll eventually have to start over. I like the the way that they're approaching it because there's a, a very big time sink or very big time investment in what you're doing in Star Citizen, and those ships are. Um, you know, a big commodity. You can't just lose all that stuff. So I like that they're they're putting in a mechanic that you that really enforces the fact that you don't want to die and you don't want to blow up your ships. Um, but very different, um, very very different um, from you know the type of thing that I feel I'm getting out of H1 and H1Z1, which is you know you're not really acquiring a lot of stuff that you can't get back. Usually, you know, if you die. The most frustrating thing is that you lost a shotgun or you lost a sniper rifle, uh, but you know that you're going to get that back from scavenging after an hour or two. Yeah. So no, uh, no crouching in the backseat of my Mustang Beta over a can of beans. There was a. It's funny. There was a moment I was up on a roof and I had binoculars out and I was just kind of surveying the town. This one particular town. The other cool thing too is that the zombie AI is really smart. Like so, for example, if you're looking in binoculars and you look at a zombie, they will literally stop and look at you, and it is terrifying. Um, they will see you through windows and houses, and they can't get in, but they'll be ba- bouncing up against the windows trying to get in. So it's very, very terrifying. But I was sitting there scanning the horizon, and out of out of the to the right, a police cruiser, and it's players because there's no NPCs. So players had managed to get a police cruiser up and running, and they were just driving the police the 
uh, police cruiser across the town, uh, I guess, to get over to uh, their their home base. And I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Because I immediately ducked and hid to make sure that they didn't see me. <laughs> right. Like, oh, neat. Hiding from oh, police crap, cruisers and munching on your, your can of beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to H1Z1. Yep. No, definitely a good time. But, yeah, so that's that's the game that I've been playing a lot um, when uh, – and I was playing that a lot before 2.4 came out. And, of course, 2.4 came out, and I've been living in that universe ever since. Um, but I definitely – H1Z1 is definitely going to be my um, alternative uh, to when things slow down for Star Citizen. I'm having so much fun playing that game right now. Hey, qu- quick, right. quick question before you go. Hey, can you play with people? Can you get in a group? Can you have a friend in there and play together? Or is it basically impossible because if you die, you're basically separated by miles and miles? Well, that's the thing is, um, you know, you, I haven't tried yet. I don't really have any friends. I, I tried to get my wife to play, but we have very different tastes in games, which is kind of frustrating sometimes. Um, but, yeah, you, you'll start at very different spawn points. But, you know, if you manage to stay alive long enough, you'll be able to meet up and you'll be able to group. And then from there, it's it's staying alive and not dying. The whole the whole thing with the game is just, you know, is to stay alive as long as you possibly can. And I see people in the game that have got huge, you know, forts and, and they're obviously in groups. And, you know, it's very, um, very much like and that was why I went to the PVP server, because I really I'm like, you know what, if if the whole point of this game is to survive, if you really want to feel like you're in a zombie apocalypse, you kind of have to do the PvP. Even if you're avoiding it, you still have to have that element in the game if you really want to experience what that's like. And you, you see people sure. um, band together, and I've seen people going out hunting together, and, and you know I haven't had the courage to walk up to anybody because I don't want to get shot in the face. Um, you know, so I think the more that I play it, maybe hopefully I'll run into a group that's not like, you know, wanting to kill everything they see and, you know, be able to stay alive longer at that point. There are people that uh, are clearly are successful in the game and, you know, have managed to stay alive for an extended period of time. And I'd like to get to that point. Masochism. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Because every time I die, I'm like, oh, I hate this game. And I get up and I walk away. And 10 minutes later, I'm right back in. Okay, where am I at? Okay, what do I got to do? Okay, I got to build a fire. <laughs> it's, it's terribly addicting. All right. Well, it's been good catching up on what we've been playing. Um, hopefully, uh, next time we will have, uh, everybody will have uh, had a chance to play some more 2.4. And uh, we can talk about that. Yeah. One hopefully, it'll be live uh, the next time we get together. It may be even 2.5. We were talking about on the last show that uh, uh, while they're working on these networking issues, which are the the main blockers right now for 2.4 going to live, of course the rest of the team is still working on all the stuff that is in the next uh, the next iteration. So we're uh, we're being hopeful and optimistic that uh, 2.5 will uh, make it up to uh, PTU uh, not too far after 2.4 is done and can go to live. So When uh, when 2.4 goes to live, Mark, um, I would be very, very interested in um, if we want to put together a 5v5 group and do that, uh, do a, like a raid on or defend a Starfarer, because that looked like that was so much fun in that video. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, I saw the video too. That looked like a, just a blast just to see yeah. how that stuff's working. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, new members to the organization, guys. We have some. Hooray. We do. Yay. Oh, these are easy names. This doesn't count. <laughs> and nice people, too. Porcupine joined us. So I've been playing um, uh, Eve with him, and he's been very helpful. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think in, in Eve, you are a, a new bro. Is that what you are? 
Instead of a newbie, you're a new bro. <laughs> That's all you, man. Let's go with it. <laughs> new bro it is. Anyway, he's been, he's, been, he's been helping a brother out. Uh, hey, guys. Really enjoying your podcast. Fairly new to flight sim type gameplay, but after quite a bit of practice, I think I've become a fairly competent pilot. Lots of experience in various MMOs and not afraid to chat on comms. Thank you for your consideration. So it's good to have him on board. The dude joined us. He said, hey guys, I wrote in a few weeks ago with a question about intra-org PvP, and I was honored that you took the time to discuss it on your show. And I would love to be a part of the group. As I said before, I have been following this project since Kickstarter and am looking forward to being a part of your group. I currently have a Saber, Super Hornet, and Freelancer in my hangar, but I will likely add and or alter that lineup before launch. I'm a family guy with a wife who wish who is on the verge of joining uh, who's on the verge of joining the game and two young kids, so I will be a night weekend player. Thanks for your consideration. Sincerely, baby unvamp. So the dude and is Baby Unvamp, yes. And Grendel sent us an email, or a, a, applied to the org. He said, My friend May Malyon has repeatedly recommended your org to join since your game mindset seems to closely parallel my own. I am prior military, U.S. Army, 11B, three years. A lot nice. I'll take Johnny on that. Yeah, I'll try yeah, and find myself gravitating more toward co-op shooting games. Hey, Arma, yay. Leaning uh, more toward tactical rather than run and gun. My current ships say something about my intent for Star Citizens, a Reliant, Herald, Prospector, Crucible, and Aurora LN. I am admittedly a mediocre pilot, but enjoy the RP opportunities of manning a console to control shields and power distribution in a fight if the turrets are already in use. So. Yay for another, another LN pilot. There you go. And, and an RP player, too, there, uh, Ace. Yeah. Yay, there you oh, yeah. go. Grin will fit right in. Yeah. Over on the website, uh, Solomon Kane joined us. Ed did Januste, Porcupine, Grit Spitter, Shellra, Big, Big C-O-O-P, uh, Baby Unvamp, and Zatin. <laughs> what? Big Coop, maybe? I know it's big co-op, but you know. <laughs> oh, big co-op! Oh, it could be big co-op or too. big coop. No, yeah, but it's zero. Big coop. I retract my previous uh, snicker. It was more of a All snicker. Right. I'll admit it. All right, and I we, apologize we for the mocking. We <laughs> did uh, receive an email, which I'm not going to read, but I invite you guys to uh, read it through real quickly. It was not intended for our show. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. All right, so uh, what's coming up? We're hoping for 2.5, I guess. Um, and as always, we have our Sunday meetups. Watch for them tweets. Guys got anything else? I'm good. Uh, I did get an email from uh, Benu oh. uh, asking me about interests in a, uh, a T-16000 or Lefty Warthog experiment. Um, and so I've been emailing back and forth with him about, about possible physical molds to build a lefty variant for the system uh, everything is in in uh flux at the moment but i'm very curious to see where this goes if i could have my dream of flying as a lefty uh hotas pilot i would love to see it realized and we would hope to see it realized too ace true oh. story because we, su- we support you we support <laughs> you 
and uh, I guess uh, come out and play with us. I mean, the more people, the more the, the more we can talk about the games we're playing with other people. Right? Well, absolutely, and um, you know, a lot of uh, of us just hanging out online. There's you know, there's still you know. Uh, 10, 12 people hanging out uh, uh, most Sundays for at least, uh, sometimes upwards of 20. And um, it's not everybody playing all the same games. You know, it's like, you know, Ace is playing uh, playing maybe uh, The Witcher, and, um, you know, I'm maybe working on notes and uh, doing some mining. But, uh, folks, you know, just hang out and, you know, checking in. You know, Dietrich will, uh, if you go log in and sit in a channel, Dietrich will find you. It's true. <laughs> He's like a zombie that way. <laughs> Yes. If you point your binoculars at him, he will look at you. <laughs> uh, we were in the uh, Arma channel, and uh, Johnny came in and is like, "Ah, who's playing Arma?" And there's like six or seven of us. And of of the six or seven of us, two people were actually playing Arma. The rest of us were all playing different games. Yeah. So point being, it's a um, it's a good social community too. So um, you don't have to be necessarily be. Uh, uh, playing a particular game to come out and hang out and uh, and chat with the group. All right, well, please do go to Engine. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's enjin.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. How do I know? Because Jimmy said so. It's true. The the show is now available on the Google Play Music. You can get it on the Google Play Music app for Android, iPhone, and on the interwebs for your computer. Your progress on each episode is synced across all those platforms. How cool is that? It's very cool, let me tell you. You can reach the podcast. Email us at comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI Community Hub in the podcast and deep space radar sections. Links are in the show notes. On Steam, we are Those Guys with Ships, and please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? You can find me most chatty on Twitter, uh, at Jimmy Croker. And uh, this, uh, well, actually, the first, according to this, as per this recording, the first episode of Quantum Drive Season 2 will have aired this past week. And uh, it was aired to amazing reviews. And the, and the highest uh, audience uh, listening uh, in, in the history of the show. It was amazing. And I'm so happy that everyone was so excited. <laughs> we are, we are. Uh, Quantum Drive is back. Um, episode one of season two has got an amazing twist. Um, I'm really, really excited for that first show back. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the stories uh, that I'm working on for this season. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'll be in the chat channel over at uh, the Versecast uh, RSI org, uh, or, or the official org uh, chat channel. And I'll also be in the chat channel uh, on the base this Thursday night. So, uh, well, this coming Thursday night for what will be episode two, um, but also for episode one. So uh, come and hang out. Ace, where can the good folks find you? Uh, good night, Gracie. Thank um, you. I am most commonly found here in the, the TeamSpeak channel. So come by and say hello. Uh, otherwise, I am uh, Ace Azamine. Uh, in uh, RSI and X-Wing Jockey in uh, in Star Citizen. Um, you can find me as uh, Ace Azimine on Steam and then my Xbox handle is Delandow87 for all those who want to play some Halo 
I would be uh, more than willing to uh, get get your 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 FPS console on. Mark, where can we find you? Uh, <gasps> you can get me at madcal1001 at gmail.com or is it Mark? I think it's Mark at firstcast.org. Uh, could be madcal. Who knows? Try them both. You'll see what you get. Uh, alternatively, uh, you can reach me by biplane. Uh, if you're willing to fly <laughs> uh, in and land or indoor jump out, either way, I will be working in my custom workshop for uh, custom orders of dog orthotics used in pink bunny slippers made of cashmere for dogs of the ages of 10 to 10 and a half, uh, poundage ranging from 21 to 22.6 pounds. Uh, these are customs. <laughs> they are imported. They, 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 give me, this is imported cashmere. This is really nice stuff. So if you're interested, once again, biplanes, tip the wings, uh, twice for two orders, one for one, obviously. Let, let's be real, people. We'll keep this simple. Uh, either way, let me know, and I'd be happy to take your order. I'm excited. Sign me up for two pairs. Ooh, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna be order or always ordering two because if I tip the wing one way, I gotta tip it back the Damn other. Ace, you, you locked onto my marketing scheme. Oh, look, all their two orders. Oh, I guess I'm making more. <laughs> well, all right. Well, until next time, then we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. Bye. Have you guys ever seen the human centipede? Oh, God, no. Don't oh, even. Oh, why? Wow. Is why this? would you? Oh, my God. Why would you bring that up? Is this, is this related to PV penis? Have you? It is. <laughs> oh. Have you seen? Oh, oh God. Do you, do you actually, do you, do you know what you have unleashed? Uh, well, have you seen I, it? I think I do. I think, it, no, I haven't. Oh, my Lord. Oh, you, you should, you should watch, what is it, one, two, and three and report back to us. Yeah. 